Say, baby, come. Baby, come. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Healthy, wealthy, and wise. Amen. In Jesus' name. Lord, we bless Kelsey and Talon. And thank you for bringing forth a beautiful baby. In Jesus' name. Thank finally you. So, finally a girl. Yeah. Took them four times to get it right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So, got a bunch I want to do. I actually have like three sermons. I can't, I got one in Habakkuk, Habakkuk. Do you say Habakkuk or Habakkuk? Habakkuk or Habakkuk or Habakkuk? Okay, all the Habakkuk people over here, the Habakkuk people over here. Unless you're champing, then you have to put you right. <laughs> no. Amen. Do you say Malachi or Malachi? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> okay, we got some such great news, and uh, I've got some healing testimonies I want to share, and uh, I got some folks I want to come up and share some real healing. And uh, then I, I do have a brief message, got some other things. God's been so good uh, to us this week. We've been receiving, had a great time in Michigan last week. The best time I had was right after I preached, I went into a dairy mart and I ran into two neo-pagans, right? Oh, I loved it. It was so much fun. Uh, just the Holy Ghost got on me, started talking. One worshiped some Indian God and one worshiped. I said, you guys sure you don't want to Trade that God for Jesus. I mean, that sounds like a bad deal to me. Are you sure you don't want Jesus? They were pretty sure, but they let me pray for him. And then God gave me a word of knowledge. Have you been reading my testimonies? You need to go to Brad's Big World and read this. And, um, you know, the Lord will anoint you if you want to be anointed to do stuff. And, and it's almost always fun, you know. If you just step out, it gets funner and funner as you do it. But the Lord gave me a word of knowledge for his sister. It was really cool. And uh, I had more fun doing that than I did preaching, amen, just being out sharing Jesus with people. We have uh, my test, some of my testimonies, and Brian, you probably can't bring it up, but on the, the uh, internet page, um, we have a, it's called gracepointutica.com or .org, it's either one, I believe. And under there, there's Brad's Big World, I have some of my testimonies, and the reason I'm writing these things up and giving them to you there's a lot of times God will use a word of knowledge or a gift of faith. I got one on the gift of faith coming, and I'm trying to educate you to help you to learn. And today, I want you to be very hungry uh, for the gifts of the Spirit, because the gifts of the Spirit are for everybody in the body. They are for the church while we're having service and all that, but they're also for out there. And, uh, and uh, did anybody, how many have read or got the accidental miracle from last week? If you did not, Randy's going to give you a copy. Put your hand up. I want you to read this. Because this is an absolutely bona fide miracle, and I was involved in it. And I'm telling you, it shows you that if God can use me in this way, He can use you too. Someone say amen. amen. It's called the accidental miracle, which it wasn't really an accident, but it just you have to read the story. I got one right here, sis. I'll give you this. All right, so what I want to do right now, Jeff and Evelyn uh, both had a great experience with the Lord this past week, and they both received some healing. Do you guys mind sharing your testimony about what God did for you as far as the healing? Come on up. Share, share what God did for you. We're going somewhere. Um, we were at a conference, and time for prayer began, 
and this guy was leading us as a congregation to pray like if you're hurting from the top of your head to your neck and then he would go from your torso and then your you know legs and feet and so it was a very interesting way to pray for people and I thought okay I'll ask for prayer for my neck and I put my hand um, the people around us laid their hands on me I don't normally let just strangers do that but it was part of the structure of the prayer but I put my hand on my neck and as usual uh, my thyroid was tender and it hurt and uh, the man mentioned one thing. If you're, if you're praying in faith, one sentence. Longer than that, you're in unbelief. And so I touched my thyroid, and they prayed. And they said, what are we praying for? And I said, my thyroid. And I touched it again, and it was less pain. And I touched it again, it was less pain. Later on, I realized um, I had gotten used to the pressure on my throat that was diminishing my breathing and I realized that within like a half an hour I was breathing without that pressure on my throat and amen that was it so then then they said from the neck to the yes go ahead Okay, so then the next step was from the neck to the waist or hips or whatever. And um, so uh, there were a couple people, Evelyn and especially this one young lady on the other side of the aisle right there beside me that were praying and laying hands on my back. And I've had some issues going on there and nothing that I get totally excitable about, but it's, it is a, a thorn. But anyway, uh, so what ended up happening is it felt this really weird it hurt, actually. And I was like, man, what is going on? And I'm, and I'm moving my back and, and uh, trying to just at least get a little sense of what's happening because, you know, I don't hurt is the last thing I expected. And it was hurting. And when it was all done, and Evelyn said to me, what? I said, Jeff, look at us eye to eye. Because when his back is under this oppression, this pain, He's shorter than I am. And I looked over at him and... She says, when, when this happened one other occasion, she looked at me and she said, you're looking down on me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what now? You know? She goes, no, you're looking down on me. So it's really kind of cool that, yeah, that's, that's evidence right there. Um, but then the other thing was, as I've most, a lot of you in here know, that I've been having issues with my knuckles and they hurt. Arthur's old. It gets really tiring. And especially my index fingers, my knuckles have been huge. And uh, so I asked for prayer for that. And um, actually, I don't. No, I didn't. Yeah, because. Yeah, because. Because, um, no, I didn't ask for prayer. And this is what happened to me previously during a worship time. The other one I just like quickly mentioned for my back was a totally different scenario years before. And I wasn't asking 
for healing. I was in praise, and that occurred. And it was an amazing thing. It was, a, it was a daily pain that caused me to lean on the other wall of the shower every morning to get the hottest heat as I could get on my spine so that I could relax enough to be able to go about my day because I'd get up under so much pain. That was taken away instantly. Um, and again, I've, you, some of you have heard me say this. Three times the Lord tried to steal that healing back from me by having instant pain and just going, oh my golly, you know, and the first, I mean, it was within half an hour of my first recognizing that my healing had occurred and I was feeling great, that he just about dropped me to my knees with the pain on my back as I was going into the shower that morning, and, and I said, no, you're not stealing this from me, no, I'm not going to have it, leave me alone. Twice more in the next month that occurred, and each time I had to speak it. Did I say that? No. No, if that's, that's a, I would hope everybody knows that's a mistake. <laughs> say my enemy was trying to steal my healing from me. And so twice more I had to stand up to that and I said, you know, you might as well quit doing this because I know that I'm healed, so just leave me alone. And, and so that has occurred. I've never had an issue with that again. So this time I'm praising and all of a sudden I'm like, wow, my knuckles aren't hurting like they have. And so most of you know, and I was trying to uh, shake Brad's hand. He isn't here today. I was trying to shake Brad's hand last week back there in the back, and I'm like, no, don't. You know, here, just do this, because to grab my hand really hurts on these knuckles a lot of times, even though I love to shake hands. I'll put up with that anyway, so make this a lot shorter. So I'm standing there and feeling this and going, wow. And my knuckles, although not completely healed right now, are in a process. The Lord also heals slowly and organically that these things happen. So I've had instant healings, and I've had ones that come back in time. And it takes time. I don't know why, but sometimes it takes time. And in this case, for the first time in probably the better part of a couple years, I've been able to turn that finger down and touch my own palm on both hands. This one's struggling a little more this morning. But as you can see, I don't get this knuckle bent a long way. It's been really, really bad, but it's so much better right now, and it continues to get better. And I'm, I'm trusting the Lord that that's going to go away. So that's my healing for, for this week. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many, like two months ago, there was a, remember that lady, Rebecca, she came in and her niece was in the hospital. Remember, who remembers that prayer? She, they were going to rush her. What's it her, was it her head, right? She had a, was it her, it was her head, right? It was, it was head trauma. And they didn't know what it was and she was in convulsions and we prayed for her in, with one sentence, boom, and then right after service got an email, that thing immediately went away. They didn't take her to Riverside and she was healed. Anybody remember that day? Okay, uh, Leroy, come up here real quick. So two weeks ago, Leroy, come on up here. Two weeks ago, Leroy, I've been praying for Ava. Did I get that wrong? Ava. And she's had problems. And, and so he told me, he came in, he said, <clears throat> literally, and I saw a picture of her. She had to lay her head on the pillow. And I almost didn't want to say it because it's, it's, it's sad. It's her brain, her skull was removed. Yeah, but they, they cut her here. Here, 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 there's a few holes in her skull. 
Yeah, and actually removed her skull, right? <clears throat> because it was swelling. Yeah, they, 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 well, they moved that part, part of her brain, some of her tissue from her brain. Yeah. Where they can put a patch over the holes on her skull. And it, it was so sad. I've been, I had been praying her for her for a while. Then you came in two weeks ago. Go ahead. And they gave her zero cents to live. And thanks for, for, for praying. She had, a good, she had a good miracle. Okay. She's home and having fun with her, her, uh, her dog. She's home and enjoying her life. How many of you remember? <clears throat> excuse me. It was two weeks ago. Who remembers praying for her? Leroy told me, and I said, they, they told me she had zero chance of living. He showed me a picture. She had to lay her head on the pillow, re- remove the skull because of swelling, and he said, you really need to pray for her. They're giving her a zero chance of living and coming through this surgery. Do you remember we prayed? I prayed, and you prayed with me, and we spoke to that thing and said, it's not going to be that way. God's the God of miracles. Well, her, her skull's back on, back pat, on patched over, and the swelling's down. She's home, and she survived. How do you like that? Amen. Amen. Well, thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. Someone buy me a new, new thing. <laughs> this thing keeps falling off of me all the time. Ain't that exciting? And then you have your healing testimony there. Folks, God's real. And so you say you prayed and you didn't get your healing. It's not because God doesn't love you. There, there are reasons why these things happen. A lot of times we just struggle with believing that God will do it. I'll be honest. Don't we? Does anybody ever struggle with that? Here's why. Because our physical senses uh, overtake our mind. You know, if you're in pain, and then it's hard sometimes to believe God when you're in pain. Amen? Amen. Isn't that right? And we just kind of give up, and I've done it. You know, I'm not perfect in this thing. You just kind of give up, and boom, you sit down, and you just take it. But a lot, sometimes it's hard to believe because we're in such pain, or, you know, and there's many different reasons. Sometimes we're not fellowshipping with the Lord, or we just don't know the Lord in that area. We just don't know Him that way. But when you get to know God, and the more and more we get to know Him, He reveals Himself to you. One of the things He does all the time is He heals the sick. And we're going to see more and more of it here. I don't question God. You know, people will say sometimes, you know, why did you get healed? And they feel condemned. Folks, not getting healed is not the condemnation. You're not under condemnation if you pray. Go to the doctor if you got to go to the doctor. Uh, <clears throat> do what you got to do. It's not a condemnation not to be healed. Do you get that? No one's saying, I'm not, we're not even going to say, sometimes it's a lack of knowledge. We don't understand. Sometimes it's you know, the, the, the evidence of our senses is so strong. We need other people to pray for us. The condemnation is the sickness. Amen. The condemnation is the sickness. It's a condemnation from the fall of Adam. When, when sin came into the earth, it brought condemnation. One of those condemnations was sickness. And if we understand that better, and I want to uh, teach that more, we can go in and believe God. Uh, for our healing. You really can. And I do this, people look at me and they're questioning, oh, we prayed for people and they haven't been healed. Hey, how did you do? Remember, we prayed for you. How you doing? You, you, I know you don't like to testify publicly. You, you up and at it? You, you, you doing great? Yes. Amen. We, we, we had prayer for you. You came out of that thing good. We believe God. And I told you the testimony. Randy, when I was praying for you, we prayed for a miracle. You remember us praying for Randy, and he's having these issues and stuff, and, and the plumbing and things? 
it was all we'll say, right? Plumbing, okay, plumbing and things. And then um, I was uh, up at Barnes and Noble. I had dropped Pam off, I think, and she had to do something in Columbus, and I was hanging around the books. And I got a call from Randy, uh, Randy from uh, Brian, and his call did not inspire faith. He was, oh, no, they went in, and everything I prayed, it seemed like he was telling me the opposite. You ever been like that? Everything I prayed, he was saying, no, this and that and this. I said, wait a minute, Brian, that's not what we prayed. I said, is that what we prayed? No, that's not what we prayed. I said, we're going to pray again, and we're going to declare what God said. We prayed on the couch, remember? I said, we're going to declare what God said. And trust me, my mind was racing 10,000 miles an hour, like, you know, all the possibilities. And, you know, it wasn't, Brian wasn't trying to be negative. This is the report he got from the doctor. And it wasn't good. It was worse. I was praying it'd be better than what they thought. And it was worse than what they thought. I was praying that the doctor would be good. They couldn't find a doctor, remember? Then they had to get, all these things were going on. And I said, hey, that is not what we prayed. We prayed for this. And so Brian and I prayed again and we agreed, and God, and we said, no, it isn't. It's going to be like we prayed. It's not going to, we prayed. <clears throat> the next report I got, Brian said, called me back, well, it wasn't as bad as what they thought. And he went in and gave me, everything was just the opposite of what he told me like two hours before, that, you know, you're able to salvage a certain piece of plumbing, and when they went back in there, it wasn't as bad as what they thought, and they got everything, and he should be fine. They sewed him up, and he should be fine. Amen. But folks, when, when he was telling me this, it was just the opposite, and I had a choice. I could believe God and keep trusting God, or I could just cave into that report. That has actually happened to me several times recently, where I've just been like, that is not what we prayed for, and uh, just learning to stand in God. And folks, these things come, if we're going to walk with the Lord, we have to know God, Right? It's not, if we don't know God, we won't have confidence before God, will we? Will we? The Bible says in Daniel, those that know their God will be strong and do exploits. Do you know your Bible, it's a book of theology, right? We believe in good theology. I believe in good theology. I want good theology. Do you know that every book in the Bible all the theology in your Bible was birthed out of encounter. Right? Every book was birthed out of encounter. Paul had visions and revelations of Jesus. He was having encounters with God, and he wrote the book. Moses went up into a mountain, fasted 40 days, and then 40 more days. He had a literal encounter with God. And we think that with our intellect, we're going to pull all this stuff down and build our minds up. And I got to, I'm, I'm butchering my message. And eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil with our intellect. And we're going to try to understand God in some other way. And it doesn't work that way. The way the book is written, it's written by encounter. And I believe in good theology. You're the other miracle. I'm going to get to you too. And, and I believe in good theology. I do. We want, but the book was written by men that encountered God. The word says men were, doesn't it say in 2 Peter that men were moved by the Holy Spirit? Doesn't it say that? When you, when you read the books of the Bible, most of them men were having visions of God. Do you believe in visions? 
If you don't, you don't believe, you probably believe in divisions. No, if you don't, if you don't believe in visions, you don't believe the Bible because every one of them was written by a man that had an experience and an encounter with God. All your theology is rooted in somebody's encounter with God. Somebody went to the mountain and heard from God. Somebody fasted. You don't have to, I'm not saying you got to earn this thing, but someone took the time and the effort to find God and know what was in God's mind and God's heart. Someone went to see God, they got up on that mountain, Charlie, and they prayed, and they, I'm not coming down until I hear from you. Somebody pushed past their senses, their flesh, they set the pepperoni pizza aside for one night, and they said, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to hear from God. So many times we come short, it's not that God hasn't healed you or wants to heal you or do anything, we just give up too soon, amen? amen. I recently had a physical trial, I've told you about it. And what the Lord told me, he said, first of all, Brad, test number one, test number one, don't worry. Come on, be happy. No, okay. <laughs> I think we're going to sing that song in here. Don't worry, be happy. Test number one, don't worry. Doesn't my word say, don't worry about anything? Doesn't it say that? I just got fired. My cat died. My husband left me. Oh, praise God for that. <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Oh, reel it back in, Lord. Reel it back in. That's not good theology, Jesus. Reel it back in. You talk about good theology. God told Hosea, go marry a prostitute. How's that for your theology? That'll snap your theology, won't it? She had kids by another man. He said, love those kids. Isn't that crazy? That was a theology of encounter. God was showing Hosea how much he loved backslidden Israel. I don't know. <laughs> That'll upset the apple cart. God was showing Hosea how much he loved Israel, even though they were unfaithful, how he was married to Israel and loved them. Amen? All this theology, folks, what I want to say is the, the word of God, we're not feeding on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. We're not trying to figure this thing out, Mike, with our brain, because some of it, I'll be honest, just doesn't make sense. I, I heard this week, and it's so true. It's like, he said, people have these systematic theologies, and they act like they know everything about God. They know every little thing about God. He says, you know so little about God. How small would God have to be to fit in, not your brain specifically, Colton, <laughs> I was looking right at him. I was going to say it, you know. Who else? Could? Jeff, how small, you got big shoulders. How small would God have to be to fit in your brain? Why does the word say, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding? What does the word say in the Bible that God confounds the wise and he, and he reveals himself to the children, to childlike people? says he hides these things from the theologians, the Pharisees. He hides them from them. And he reveals himself to childlike, foolish people. Why does he do that? God is not ministering to you in your intellect. We get lied to. And not, trust me, I believe in the mind. Use your mind. Go to school. Educate yourself. Learn. Your mind's a beautiful gift from God. But God speaks to you in your spirit. You don't lean on your own understanding. You get your nose in the book and you read the book and you allow God to birth faith in you and you walk by faith and not by sight. God has revealed himself to every human being on this planet. Every single person. The word says we shut him down in our minds. Shut him down, shut him down, shut him down. What's one reason that people would shut God down? Fear? Well, give me another one. 
Unbelief, give me another one. Pride, give me another one. Condemnation, give me another one. Rebellion. They don't want to do what God says. How many people are afraid right now today, but you don't have to raise your hand. Be honest. You're afraid to pray, God, whatever you want for my life, I'll do it. I've heard of people, you know, they're afraid God's going to call them to go to China and be a missionary. Or they're, you know, you know. He doesn't want you to go to China, but he wants you to be willing to do whatever he says. Remember Mary told, uh, you know, about Jesus and said, hey, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. Folks, we need to have a living encounter with the God of the Bible. Amen? We actually, it's my message, and I'm, I'm not going to give you the whole message because I really don't have time. I've got a message out of Habakkuk about the times we live in. I got this message on the tree of life. Folks, we are supposed to be feasting on the tree of life. There were two trees in the garden. One was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's the one that Adam bit off of. That's where we're always trying to figure things out. We're always reasoning. It's the one where we judge other people. We compare. We judge. We're up here twirling in our brain, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And the other is the tree of life, which is Jesus. Jesus said literally, I am the bread that came down from heaven. I am the bread. Jesus, I am the bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats from me, hey, you'll never be hungry again. He said, I'm the living water. If you drink from me, you'll never be thirsty. We have the opportunity every day and in every way to feast on Jesus. We so little value it. I have so little value in my life. Imagine this. How many of you really believe that there is a God? How many really believe it? You really do. How many really believe that Jesus is the Son of God and He came to reveal God? He wants to pour out so much more in our lives. And it's not by works. It's not you trying harder. That's the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's you always trying to figure everything out. He wants to to impart wisdom. In uh, Proverbs 3.18, it says, The tree of life is the wisdom of God. In, the, in the, the book of Revelations, it talks about a tree of life that we're going to eat from in eternity. We're going to feed from that tree of life for eternity. We're going to be eating from that tree. There were two trees in the garden. Are we eating on just the stuff that we can figure out? Or are we eating the bread of life? Are we living by faith? And I don't mean a faith anchored in hope so, fantasy, or fiction. I mean in the living word of God. God is literally speaking to every single person in this room at some level. He's talking to you. And to every single person in this room, He's saying something to you at some level today. He says, today, if you'll hear my voice, and the one resounding message I have today is, guys, it is worth seeking Jesus. There's nothing you could give up. There's nothing you could do. There's no time that you could give God where you would be wasting your time. It is worth seeking Jesus. He has a better plan for your life than you ever imagined. Doesn't the word say he can do exceedingly, abundantly, beyond everything we ask and think? The reason some of us have been married once or twice or three times, and I went through a bad marriage, I'm not, you know, maybe your boyfriends and girls, we go through so many things because we're always picking the one we want. 
I thank God, I've said it a hundred times, this is a hundred and one times if you're counting out there. I thank God that God picked my second wife. Because I picked the first one and it was disaster. I thank God you thank God too? Amen. <laughs> she is awesome. She's going to say something to us here in a minute. I wanted to get her up and I just get, my bones are on fire. Folks, it is worth seeking Jesus. It is worth, but we are at Grace Point. Folks, listen, we're different. I understand not everybody fits here. We believe in the supernatural at Grace Point. We just do. And I'm not, look, I'm not, we love everybody. I love Baptists. I love Mennonites. I love Amish. I love, I love every single person. I can go to a Baptist church today, sit down, Larry, you and I could sing hymns and I'd be as happy as a pig in mud. I just sing, blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Woo! I go, who is that? I almost ran. I almost ran yesterday morning. You should have seen me, Joe. I, was, I almost ran in church. He prayed for us, and the Lord got on me, and I sat down, and my legs started moving. And I looked across. I was sitting in the front. I, looked, I said, I, I need to run across the front. And I thought, man, they're going to tackle me if I do that. I literally almost ran across the front of that church. I just felt so much energy. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. I can fellowship with them. It's not about being elitist. It's not about being better. We just want to believe God. We want to believe God. If God says it, we want to believe it. We want to do it. And we're not there. We haven't arrived. I'm so far from where I should be, Zach. You saw that yesterday playing basketball. I'm so far from where I should be, but did that stop me from pressing on, trying to be better? I'm going to get better. I'm going to get better. We need to have a Grace Point basketball team, but that's another story. Just throw that over there. We've got some big guys now coming to our church. Praise the Lord. Anyway, praise the Lord. We'll just move on. I'm not everything I want to be. I'm not everything I could be. We're all at various places, but folks, we at this church believe in miracles. We want to pray for people and believe for people. Connie, stand up just real quick, Connie. I know, I know. Connie, put your hand out like this. But look, look at that hand. Come on, look at that. Who was here two weeks ago? Come on. Come on, who was here two, who, didn't anybody see her two weeks ago? We, you can sit down, Connie. Her hand was shaking. Evelyn came up and they circled around her and prayed for her. She was crying with tears and we pray her hand was wobbling. You know, when, and when I saw with my eyeballs her hand wobbling, my faith was kind of like, well, this is, a, this is a tough one, right? My mind, my mind is, well, this is a tough one. Like it's tough for God, right? So what's really hard for God is to get me a good mic. <laughs> hey, let me do this. I'm tired of this thing. Praise the Lord. Can you hear me? Yes. All right, praise the Lord. In my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this is a tough one. You think that's hard for God? And nothing's too hard for God. The, the word says in Psalm 78, it said they limited God. They limited God. They limited God. Folks, there's no condemnation in Christ. We're, I'm not mad at people when they limit God. That's God's business to judge people. I just want this. Just take the lid off this thing. Amen. I want to be anchored in theology that's good theology. We believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We believe in the virgin birth. We don't believe in evolution. That's one of the biggest lies the devil ever popped on humanity. I talked to a couple college kids this week being lied to about, you just look at the fossil record, and you know we didn't evolve. End of story. Bump. Done. It all happened at once. It all emerged at once. The Cambrian explosion. It didn't evolve. It all popped out in one era. They, 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 the scientists call it punctuated equilibrium. It means it happened fast. That's what, that's what the, this one of the biggest lies to get people not to believe in God. 
We believe in the Bible. We believe in the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. But we want to believe the whole Bible. We believe in miracles. We don't believe if you don't get one, you're under condemnation. We believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe in the gifts of the Spirit. You should be empowered. You need them. When I go, I was at the coffee shop yesterday. I was empowered to drink coffee yesterday. I saw that picture of Jesus in the coffee. Anybody see that on Facebook? I saw that picture of Jesus drinking coffee. It made me want a cup. We, 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 we went into Starbucks, and, you know, and I, I didn't feel a thing. I didn't talk to anybody. And all of a sudden, I looked at this girl in there, and I just, God gave me a word of knowledge for her. Isn't that cool? I didn't earn it, didn't deserve it. I'm not better than anybody, but I believe God talks to me. He drops stuff in me, and he drops stuff in you. We got to learn to believe God and press past the natural. God wants to answer your prayers. God wants to meet you where you're at. We got to knock out the unbelief. And how, oh Lord, I'm not even preaching my message, Jesus. Hosea, turn to Hosea chapter 4, verse 6. I'll preach this one about the tree of life some other time. It's a good one. And then I'm going to end. I got something I want to do. In, and I'm coming full circle, Jeff, come right back to full circle. In my test and trial, the Lord said, don't worry. The second thing he told me is he said, Brad, count it joy. Amen. He said, consider, why? He said, consider it pure joy when you, this is a physical test in my body, when you encounter trials of all different kinds. Anybody have some weird trials lately? Very, come on, Anybody? Am I the only one that's been tried? Okay, back here in the back. You ever get a weird trial, like nothing's going right, like the whole world is, that's various trials. That's various, all kinds of weird ones. Uh, Peter called them, Peter called them fiery trials. And he said, count it all joy. He said, because if you stand in faith during these trials, and he says, and if you're patient during these trials, your patience is going to make you perfect, or it's going to make you complete, or it's going to make you whole. It's going to give you proven character. You're going to know God when you come out of this trial. And he says, you're going to be perfect and complete. Get this. When you come through the trial, when you come through the fire, it says you're going to be lacking nothing. You got to have these trials to purge the flesh, you got to have these trials to purge. You are not getting out of this Christian walk without a trial. You're going to have a trial. Satan's in your trial. Satan is saying guilty, and God is saying not guilty. Satan is saying bondage. God is saying free. Satan is saying, I'm going to lock you up. God's saying, I'm setting you free. Come on. Amen. There ain't no condemnation in this thing, folks. Jesus is only putting out, the word says that, Everything, everywhere he went, he was doing good. Never said he was doing bad anywhere. God revealed himself in the Old Testament in all kinds of ways. He revealed himself in the New Testament. It says so in Hebrews 1. He revealed himself through Jesus, and Jesus was doing good. We have to, I'm all about Jesus. We have to cleave to Jesus. Amen. We live through him. We move in him. We breathe in him. You can have whatever the world is offering you. I don't want you to. I want you to follow Jesus. But I am going to follow Jesus. I believe in Jesus. You believe in Jesus? Amen. There's no condemnation. Look, what Jesus wants is he just wants you to take another step. He wants you to take another step. I almost went and seen you. I, I was, the parking lot was totally full. We couldn't get in there into your little Bart mark there. 
I was going to get some pizza. Jesus just wants you to take another step. He's just trying to move you on. The end game is that you will look like Jesus. Someone say amen. amen. Folks, in order to do this, we've got to be filled with the Spirit. Amen. Jesus died, was buried, and he rose from the dead. And when he went to heaven, what did he do? The reason some of us struggle to, to worship God some of us struggle to witness. We struggle in these things. It's because, number one, we're not stealing away and spending time. We don't prioritize Jesus. It's everything first and then Jesus. You know, when Jesus said, hate your family, your wife, your kids, your, your sons, your daughter, he wasn't telling you literally to hate your wife. Ephesians 5 says, love your wife. How many love your wives? Your wife, I said. Amen? <clears throat> I love mine. I love my wife. I'll say it again. I've said it a hundred times. It's 101 right here. Jesus, the Bible says, but what's he saying when he said, hate your wife? He's saying there should be nothing that comes between you and God. Your husband's not an excuse. Your wife is not an excuse. Your children are not an excuse. Compared to Jesus, you should be hating it. Everything you need, God has already got mapped out for you, and it's better than anything you could do for yourself. Ain't that right, Dana? Oh, she's downstairs. I'm sorry. She's teaching the kids. <clears throat> it's right. Dana said amen. I heard her. Praise the Lord. But folks, we've got to prioritize Jesus. That's a way of saying, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. Amen. Jesus is the king. We've got to prioritize Jesus. Put him first. We will, when we do that, God help me. I want to do it too. I'm like you. I'm still groaning. I got this flesh that doesn't want to, you know, wants to sleep and, you know, wants to Chicken out and wants to do all, doesn't want to follow, doesn't want to pray, doesn't want to do what God's saying to do. I got to get past my flesh. The more you get past it, the more you'll get past it. We got to eat from the tree of life. All those swirling questions, if you go in and spend time with God, those swirling questions are silenced. Wisdom comes to us. We're eating from the tree of life, Proverbs 3.18. Wisdom will come to you. God's answers will come to you. The Bible says there is a place where we can have peace that passes understanding. It's beyond our reason. It's beyond our mind. You know, that's why, and I believe in the mind. I, the mind, it's, we got to learn, go to school, learn. I believe, but when it comes to God, he didn't say, come to me, all you that think. He said, come to me and drink. Get the difference? Thinking's good. When you're thinking submitted to the Lord, it's okay. Thinking's good. You need to be a thinker. But Jesus said, come to me and drink. I'm going to pour out on you. That's what Jesus wants to do today. Here's what we're going to do. I was going to have Pam speak, but it didn't happen, did it? Can you say that, babe? Can you say that word that you have? Can you save your word for another time? You sure? Okay. Here's what I want to do. And I want, Jace, come up. I want you to do the second song. It's five till, so we're early. If you got to go, you can. There's no condemnation. Honestly, if you got to go, just slip out quietly. You can go. Um, we, yeah. <clears throat> we got these invitations. I better do this now because I'll forget if I don't. On Easter, I want you to invite someone to church. I got 400 of these things. You can mail them or you can hand them out, like hand them to somebody. I'm committing to give out 20 or more myself. I'm just committed already. I want you to invite your friends, family. Uh, to church. <clears throat> on an Easter, we're going to preach a Jesus message all about Jesus. We're going to see people get saved. Amen? You can mail them. 
I promise I won't embarrass you too bad. Maybe. I will. Ask Pam. <laughs> There's 400, so we're going to put the rest of them on the back. You can get more. You can mail them, snail mail them, put a stamp where the stamp is, or you can hand them to people. Don't leave me hanging up here, folks. If you need to drink, if you've never been filled, I wish I would have taught on it better. You've never been filled with the Holy Spirit. Flip over to Acts 2.4. Just flip over there in your Bible. Acts 2.4. I'm going to give an altar call to be filled with the Spirit. Chuck, you want to get your knee prayed for. I want uh, Jeff and Evan come behind me because I know we, some folks want prayer for healing. I want to do that too. But listen, if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit, the Bible never said one drink and you're done. Did it. Bible says be being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you need to be filled, we're going to lay hands on you and believe God to fill you afresh with the Holy Spirit. Now look, someone read out loud. Everybody, read out loud Acts 2-4. Read it out loud. Someone read it loud. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues or in other languages. Folks, the Spirit's real. I did not even believe in it when it happened to me. Didn't even believe in it. I was Church Christ kid. Loved Church Christ. I didn't believe in it. I went forward. Some dude laid hands on me. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. I prayed in tongues. I believe every believer can do this. You don't necessarily do it the first time. You don't necessarily do it. But when you believe for the Holy Spirit, there is a power that comes on you. And you'll be able to pray in the Spirit. You'll be able to move in the Spirit in some capacity. Some of you, you uh, prayed in the Spirit 10 years ago and haven't done it since. You feel dead and cold. I want to open the altar up. Pam and I want to lay hands on you. And as we're worshiping, I want you to put your hands to the sky. And I want you to say, Jesus, fill me again or refill me or fill me with the Holy Spirit I want this Bible to come alive to you I want you to come in next week worshiping God God wants to do something at Grace Point I'm tired of holding back I've been holding back too much God want, I, we, we got to move into the Spirit God wants to do something we cannot do what God wants to do without the power of the Holy Spirit she absolutely got healed by God two weeks ago Ava absolutely got healed by God Jeff you absolutely got healed by God Jeannie Rector absolutely read the miracle story got healed by God God is not a dead God he's a living God and he wants to use you in your life he wants your kids saved and off of drugs he wants you to be free he wants you to be filled it's not a about your pastor my job I'm sorry I'm preaching my job is to equip you to do what God wants you to do and I hope somebody wants to join us in this endeavor come up to the front right now if you need to be filled the Holy Ghost run up here don't wait come on right now come on everybody stand up gonna release you come up to the front if you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit you know if you do come on just line up right here right here Linda right here there's about 10 of you right now that should have been tripping over yourselves to get up here. 